0: It's me, Chelsea Weber-Smith, your host. Uh, today we're doing a special kind of episode leading up to our newest season, which is premiering in two weeks. Uh, we're going to have a little team huddle and uh, we're going to hear from some team members that you well, at least one team member you haven't heard before, uh, research assistant Riley Smith. Um, and so, oh, there he is. <laughs> so let's do quick intros, and then uh, Miranda's going to host us today, who you guys know from uh, just another Panic Monday, if you've been listening. Um, so first of all, hi Miranda, thanks for hosting. Hi Chelsea, thanks for having me. Um, and then we've got producer uh, and editor Rod Rodriguez with Clear Camo Studios. Hello. All right. There he is. There he is. And then we've got a uh, research assistant, Riley Smith. Hi. There he is. And uh, here's the truth, guys. Uh, we've tried to record this once before and we lost all the audio. So we are doing it again. Making it work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks to the patient team members who keep me calm. <laughs> When I freak out, which is often. <laughs> um, so all right, I'm gonna uh, hand things over to Miranda, and she's gonna ask us a few questions that we got from people on social media. So thank you guys for asking these questions and for given and. F about what we do. <laughs> All
1: right. So here's Miranda. All right. So Grace the Lefty from Instagram wants to know the most and least difficult episodes that you've done uh, for any reason, like emotional or production related Great. or otherwise. OK. Chelsea, do you want to kick sure. us off here? Sure.
0: Um, hmm. Well, you know, I think the most emotionally difficult episode is actually the one I'm working on right now uh, for season three, and it's called Burgers. Um, And I've watched a lot of horrifying videos for that so that I could, uh, you know, kind of put my money where my mouth is. Uh, And so that's going to be a a pretty controversial episode, I think, but it's been really emotionally difficult. Not that all all of them aren't. I think that's just what I'm thinking about right now because each each episode contains both humor and deep and sometimes unimaginable horror. Yeah. Monsters uh, was a rough one. Monsters for you too. was yeah. Monsters was a really rough one that went in a very different direction than I was expecting. I've mentioned this before, but I thought it was gonna go, you know, I thought we were doing Sasquatch, Chupacabra, you know, all the hits, but uh it turned out that I read a book called Monsters in America, and it really illuminated how important it was to talk about the language of the monstrous and how it's lasted to oppress uh, people of color from the very beginning of this country. And that was Kind of that was a lot of gut wrenching gut wrenching stuff. And then the terrorism episodes, as Miranda knows, I, I was just pacing and pacing. That's what I do. I pace. I pace and I pull on my hair and I try to find the right thing to figure out. And uh, what was the easiest episode? Toy riots. <laughs> Everybody loves toy riots. Um, I think that was easiest for all of us. But let's uh, let's kick it over. How about we ask uh, Rod, what is your most difficult episode?
2: The most difficult episode had to be uh the satanic panic episode uh and you know we talked about this in in take 1 but you know it was really uh it was really about like this personal connection I had to the story I you know and I shared that story uh when I was uh doing the the follow-up piece to that uh the the panic monday and Yeah, it was just, it was so disturbing, you know, having to, especially because I edit the show and I have to add soundscapes and not, it's not like you hit it out of the park every time. That means I have to listen to that part about babies and sharks and tanks and all the horrible stuff over and over and over again till I get the right music or the right soundscape. Um, So yeah, that one gave me nightmares. That one just, it it bothered me. I didn't like it. Uh, And uh, I want to thank Chelsea for not doing stuff like that again.
0: You <laughs> got it <know laughs> I mean I can't make any promises you know, man. Satan rears his
1: ugly head all the time I mean
0: I'll tell you that as soon as I returned My satanic panic books to the library <laughs> A single tear rolled down my face And I said it's over it's finally over
1: Rod wow. didn't you say you had a pretty harrowing Experience with the first episode Of season one as well
2: Yeah I didn't want to tell that story Again simply because it makes me sound so Unprofessional but thank you for bringing that up Again <laughs> um, Pulling no yeah, punches so- here Yeah, apparently. No. So I lost all of season one. Uh, I'm sorry. Episode episode one one One. (laughs) of season one. So this was my first gig uh, working really on someone else's show of this magnitude. And I didn't know Chelsea. Chelsea didn't know me. And I was uh, suspicious. She was. Yeah. Chelsea was already suspicious of like, who is this guy? And why is he touching my stuff? Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the night before. So it was due Monday morning. Uh, Saturday in the after uh, Sunday afternoon, everything goes crazy. Audacity takes every bit of that audio, crunches it up into a thousand pieces, and disperses <laughs> it over like a thousand folders. I'm freaking out because, like, there's five second bits of me going, of her going, What? It, what? <coughs> Yeah, I'm supposed to make that work.
0: So just normal stuttering. (laughs) No, not even
2: normal. It was craziness. So uh, that night, I had to teach myself. I bought Audition and taught myself. One, I taught myself how to work uh, work Adobe Audition from beginning to end. Two, took all the raw audio and went back and re-edited, re-put music, the whole nine yards. And I was done by Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday morning around... Three or four in the morning, Aww. and I, I I sent a text message. And I was like, "It's done," and then I went to sleep.
0: God, God bless
2: you, Rod. And well, here's
0: the best part: Rod didn't tell me any of it.
2: Nope, he not just made it work.
0: A, not a second of it. So yeah, I had no idea. I wouldn't say I was sleeping peacefully because it was a terrifying thing to release the first episode of the show. But I'm I'm very grateful to you, Rod, for
1: your I'm grateful
2: for you hustle. for your patience. <laughs>
1: (laughs) What about you, Riley? Do you have a most or least (laughs) difficult episode?
3: Well, thankfully, I came on board a little bit too late to be involved with Satanic Panic. (laughs) Um, So I feel like I dodged a bullet there. Um, (laughs) But I think the most difficult for me was the celebrity episode because um, we kind of switched up the order halfway through the second season. And um, that one was just kind of difficult to to get the right angle on and to find... um, the approach and so i think i ended up doing over 70 pages of long-winded oh research on that one <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> there was a lot that didn't get used but that was okay because because we i think we'll use it for other stuff but the least difficult for me was the janet jackson episode oh, um, you wardrobe nailed it. malfunction which i wrote most of and um and feel good about that i knocked it out in one day yeah, it was a yeah, great
0: day. <laughs> it, was, it, was such, it was one of our favorite uh, mini-episodes mm-hmm. ever, for sure. Uh, if not our favorite, it was fantastic. Um, and then, of course, Toy Riots, I'm sure, for everyone. Just yes. because Beanie Babies, Cabbage Patch Kids, no horrifying racism. <laughs> wow. I'm sure it was there. <laughs> I was just trying to give everybody just a moment. Um, and Tickle Me Elmo did it. More after this. This episode is sponsored by Native Deodorant, ingredients you know. Native Deodorant is made with the ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Since you wear your deodorant every day, shouldn't you be able to understand the ingredients list? Native deodorant really works, and as I've mentioned before, when I talk into a microphone, I get weirdly sweaty and nervous, uh, just like I have been recording this episode, so for that, I'm very grateful to Native deodorant. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which is their most popular, lavender and rose, and cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. I think cucumber and mint is my favorite. Native comes in a wide variety of options for men, women, and even me. (laughs) They also offer an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those who might have sensitivities. Just for our listeners, you can get 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use our promo code AH during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, promo code AH. And now, back to the show.
1: Miss Maya also on Instagram asks if there's a topic that you would be too scared to cover.
0: Oof, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so not many. going to name them because it even naming them might cause uh, people to be upset. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that you can't cover and I mean, we do sometimes, but I think it's very, very hard to cover emotional topics of the moment. And that's why the show as much as possible, covers the history that we have to inform the present so people can make their own interpretations, try to put things in their own perspective through understanding the history of whatever we're talking about, because I think it's so difficult to talk about something that's happening right now. And I don't think it's useful because people aren't going to be able to absorb the information. And I think that's fine because we need we need I mean, I don't want to say panics, but we need social upheavals. And a lot of times those are going to feel um, they're going to feel uncomfortable and they're going to feel scary. um, And they're not worth talking about at the moment because these things are I don't know, you just can't get through to people in the same way, I think.
1: Do you guys have anything to add?
3: Sure. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of stuff with the political climate right now. I wouldn't touch mm-hmm. with the 10-foot pole. But that's also that's also coming from me. And I'm not even Chelsea. I'm not the one that has to to talk about
2: it. You know, so.
3: Right.
0: Help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. The, the whole political thing. There's enough people doing that. Um, that I, I don't think we... I think that's the beautiful part about American hysteria is that you get to take a break from the nonsense, go dive into some weird, creepy corner of American history, American lore, get lost in it. And when you come up for air, there's plenty of political vitriol waiting for you so you can jump into that slimy pool. And that's fine. <laughs> if that's your thing, go for it. But American hysteria is here, I think, to be a palate cleanser. To kind of let you take that reprieve from the nonsense and jump into some weird creepy stupidity or racism. And believe me, these <laughs> waters aren't that unslimy. And we have we have what you you want racism? We got it. <laughs> we got yep. bigotry? We got it's it. There.
1: It's
0: mostly <laughs> all of the show. <laughs> but yeah, Sa- I mean I'm, Yeah, Satanism, we got it too. We <laughs> got it. We got it all. And uh hopefully, you know, hopefully. The political because, you know, I'm a political person. I am. I care a lot. Um, But I hope that I think the what we really try to do is not always. I wouldn't say that we're, you know, like fair and balanced 24 seven because I have my own things that I inject into the show. But um, we try to invite people into conversations rather than, you know, uh, demonize the other people who uh, are easy sometimes to demonize if you cling to. Um, one side of the political spectrum spectrum, like really really hard yeah and it's it's fun
1: that uh, there's kind of a balance of of uh, ideology because Rod you're a 20 year
2: m- yeah. military Veterans. vet yeah 20 yeah. year army veteran
1: army yeah so it's it's fun to have that perspective every once in a while and because none of us have done any of that yeah absolutely um, but you know what's uh,
2: funny and and, I, and I'll say that the, this that when you're a military vet, there's an assumption about your political leanings. Yeah. There's assumption about uh, your leanings on social issues and social commentary. Everything from like, oh, you're military, you must be anti-gay, or you must be sure. L- anti-LGBT, or oh, you must be a Republican, or you, you better must be pro not gun. be. Well, I mean, <laughs> but here's here's the thing. I think there's a there's a great diversity in the veteran population. I've shared this this podcast with a lot of my veteran friends who listen to it. And they're like, dude, this is effing awesome. This is so much fun. hundred oh, percent. You have a lot of veteran fans. Um, and then sometimes they'll hit me back up. They're like, so this Chelsea person got a little, uh, got a little political at the end of that <laughs> one. And I'm like, well, it's Chelsea's show. I mean. <laughs> yeah,
1: And everything's political.
2: Yeah. In you the don't end of the have, day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you don't have to, agree with everything chelsea's saying you just have to enjoy that there's a different opinion out there and it's not a political show like you're allowed to have your opinions whatever dude
0: yeah i feel that
1: just doing the research (laughs) um what crazy dreams have you guys had uh as a result of making the show amelia from facebook wants to know
0: Well, as I mentioned on the last take, uh, I uh, (laughs) don't remember my dreams. I don't know if I dream that much. I did dream last night, so that's not true. But I don't really dream very much, and most of the time it has nothing to do with... anything in my life. So I feel lucky about that because I just want to be dead to the world and I want to have a sort of eternal blankness in which nothing happens um, because I need a break from myself and from Earth. So it's nice (laughs) that I don't dream. But I think I know Riley has had a fun, interesting dream.
3: It wasn't related uh, to anything we did on the show, but I had a People's Temple Jonestown dream once (laughs) and it was actually really fun. It was like a party. It wasn't at Jonestown, but it, it was, was pre, temple. it was like
0: when Jonestown felt good and things were kind of going well, you yeah, know?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Because <laughs> it went well for and a little Jonestown bit. When
0: Jonestown was fun. It was it was okay until it was deeply not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
3: things things don't usually seep into my dreams, except one time when I watched Back to the Future three times in one week <laughs> and uh, it gave me vertigo.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also uh, had to do with you getting your <laughs> wisdom teeth out. Yes. Yeah, he called me. Well, he, Riley's my brother, in case you don't know. Uh, but he called mm. me after uh, getting his wisdom teeth out. And all I remember him saying is, you know, with the cotton in his mouth, I'm gonna watch back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> He's also had a series of dreams that were uh, telemundo. Uh, yes, oh, Spanish. Spanish soap opera. I
3: don't speak Spanish. So I, I don't know where that came from. It might have just been like gibberish. Um <laughs> But it, it was recurring for at least a few weeks. Oh, this is bizarre. Is was <laughs> cool.
2: fun? I'm jealous of
0: little bit. By the way,
2: I I'm starting a band and Ooh. we're gonna make t-shirts called Jonestown before when Jonestown was fun. There that's it is. the name <laughs> of the band. When Jonestown was fun.
0: Oh, can we all be in this band? We should
2: start this band. I'm
0: in. I mean Powerless. we can just model it after the Jonestown singing, which we have evidence of. Right. So
2: I, I think that's yeah, a great t shirt for uh for like merch. American hysteria. Totally. When, Jonestown when Jonestown was,
0: was fun, <laughs> we have a few ideas. Yeah, we do. Um, we One actually are is Patty Hearst's dog. Yeah, just a picture of Patty Hearst's dog who won the um Westminster dog show a few years ago, which I cannot get over. <laughs> I cannot get over that. Pat, you guys look up this picture. Patty Hearst's dog is it's the funniest dog you've ever seen in your life, and it won. And it and Patty Hearst, of course, was the heiress uh, turned per- possibly coerced. Terrorists, Domestic terrorists, Domestic terrorists, And now she's a uh, show's dogs. <laughs> Rod, have you had any crazy dreams because of the show?
2: Yeah. Like I said, the Satanic Panic uh, episode definitely gave me some terrible, terrible nightmares. Not Aww. happy with those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I dream vividly. I dream super vivid. Like I mm. sometimes I uh, have t- difficulty, I think, waking up from them. So um yeah, not fun. Those are not good. I have the exact opposite of what Chelsea goes through. Like, doesn't remember them. Doesn't really care. Like, no, I'm the opposite end of that whole spectrum. I'm like, I'm in it. This is real. This sucks. Or Do you, like sleep paralysis? Really cool. No, I just, like, sometimes I'll be in a dream and I'll know I'm dreaming, but I can't oh, wake up. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this isn't real. Come on, Rod. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake I've up. I've that. I
0: don't like it.
2: Not no fun. Good.
0: I don't like it.
1: You guys, I, sometimes I have dreams about Chelsea's anxiety about the show, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's very, a very empathetic creature. <laughs> you ever notice how finding time and energy to do the most basic human necessity, eat literal food, has become just another exhausting task jammed into our increasingly inhuman schedules? Well, your spring can be a little more stress free with Factor. Factor will provide you with delicious, never frozen, ready to eat gourmet meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Each week, you get to choose from a menu of 35 options to create your perfect breakfast, lunch, or dinner with absolutely no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. And Factor makes sure you get exactly what you want. You can tailor deliveries to your schedule and customize how many meals you want each and every week, and you can pause anytime. So just head to factormeals.com americanhysteria American Hysteria 50 and use code American. American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code American Hysteria 50 at factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Check out Factor today.
1: Um, Jacqueline from Twitter says, uh, I know it can be easy to slip into a quote. These people are all idiots mindset. And you talk about how it's important to maintain your integrity with the show. Um, so she wants to know how you keep perspective when investigating how people are sh- are shaped and react to moral panics. Um, and on the same kind of token, it's Davey, whose Twitter bio is. <laughs> um life's too short to pretend you hate Taylor Swift. We love it. Or or that you don't love Taylor Swift. So I just needed to throw that in there. But he also asked a similar question and said uh, he imagines it could get depressing and
0: wonders how you stay so
1: bright and cheery.
0: It's a farce. It's a farce. Um, No, it's not. Um, I have always tried to be optimistic, which isn't always what I am. But um, I think that What American Hysteria has taught me and what my whole life has taught me, which includes like hitchhiking and doing a bunch of ridiculous stuff in my youth, um, is that people are deeply, deeply, deeply complicated and simplifying anyone down to any kind of stereotype is silly. I mean, it's not helpful. And um, I don't think people are idiots I mean, it's really tempting, and I'll definitely say it a lot. Um, and I think there are people out there. For me, the defining feature of a, of a person that I can really deal with is someone who's trying, um, trying to be a better person, whatever that means. Um, and people just the thing about everything is people are shaped by their environment. They're shaped by their biological You know, their biological uh, biases that we all have when we were hunter gatherers were shaped by our parents were shaped by all these forces that we don't control. And in a lot of ways, it's hard to know how much of our personalities we really control. Um, And that's not an excuse for any type of of uh, destructive behavior. That's just a reality of trying to continue to keep my integrity and remember that um, what really matters is unification as much as possible. And talking about things, yes, with and each being other. honest mm-hmm. and looking at things in an honest manner, and that can be really, really difficult for people. Um, but I kind of don't, I kind of don't care that it's difficult <laughs> anymore because you know the truth is the only way to inform your own beliefs uh, and my own beliefs. And right now we have a lot of myths, mistruths, and a lot of uh, digging in. Uh, and this isn't some kind of like we can all be together and happy. I don't mean that, but we can all try. And I think encouraging trying is how I keep my integrity yeah. and feel okay and not get too stressed. But
1: what, what do? You, what about you guys? What do you do for your self care in this <laughs> in this roller coaster?
3: I feel like I um, you know, I do self care anyway, but I don't particularly need it for some reason with this um you know i i find american hysteria almost comforting sometimes because we're all prone to hysteria yeah you know, and i think it just it's a very humanizing sort of concept um but yeah
0: hell yep yeah
3: just cuz we talk about it doesn't mean we're uh, above it or we don't
0: Absolutely. god we're so ourselves. not above <laughs> it nope deeply hysterical <laughs> yep all the time and a lot of people talk about the problematic nature of that word with me and and i consider it a taking back of <laughs> the yeah. term because yes it was used against women forever um but you know anyone can be hysterical and oftentimes the people who are being hysterical in our show uh are unexpected types mm-hmm. of people that don't uh, don't necessarily associate with the history of that word. Um, but what about you, Rod?
2: Well, I think it's funny that that hysteria uh, and being hysterical. And again, we were just talking about like, you know, the veteran community. And there's a word that, you know, my fellow vets love to throw around. It's called being a snowflake. Um, ah. And I think it's funny that the people who throw that term around are often the very people who are being something of a snowflake themselves? Sure, uh, they're freaking <laughs> out. They're like, "Oh my god, you said this, and I'm so mad!" I am like, or oh, okay. on Christmas
0: maybe? Yeah, <laughs> are we talking <laughs> about the war on Christmas? Yeah.
2: Anything you yep. name it. I know, um, but you know what's funny is American hysteria is actually. Uh, that's my. This is my uh, self therapy. My self therapy. My, self-therapy, my what, what? What was the term that she used, Miranda?
0: Self care. Self care.
2: Yeah, that's my this is my self-care is really? is American hysteria, honestly, oh, because God. here's the thing. I was just telling Riley, I, I do a lot of other shows. I I have very, you know, very strict deadlines and none of that. Most of that material, most of those shows. I love I, I love my client's death, but they're not as interesting as this. Yeah. So it's some of it's still. very dry, some of it's very businessy, and I'm just like, you know, okay, just make sure everything works. This show takes about three hours to produce on my end. Every mm. episode is about three hours, and that's like editing and finding the right music and soundscapes. And to me, that's so relaxing to find the right creepy vibe and, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, sending it back and forth to Chelsea and, and and then hearing, like, oh, that works. Or can you add something that goes? And my favorite thing is what Chelsea says, uh, I like, la- can you something goes, Ooh, but not, Ooh, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, I'll, I'll figure it out.
0: Figure it out, Rod.
1: <laughs> um, real quick, Ali Burhau from Instagram. Wants to know where you, Chelsea and Riley and m- me too, we where we do our research mm-hmm. and uh, favorite books and sites and resources. And I just wanted to say that I'm posting all of the books I read for American Hysteria on um, my Instagram and using the hashtag American Hysteria Book Club because it's my greatest dream to start an American Hysteria Book Club. Because it's, I love book clubs. It's,
0: and a lot of times they're books that I've been reading, too, right. um, and probably things that Riley may read. So, Riley, if you have books for the book club, you just hashtag them and send them our way. But I know for me, books are so helpful, especially structuring. And I always choose academic texts, not because I'm an elitist, mm-hmm. but because... Um, Academics tend to uh, spend their lives on something extremely specific, (laughs) and they sometimes do a lot of the work for me of digging through uh, articles from the 1800s and pulling out quotes from Puritans that they found in journals from the 1600s that I use. Um, So thank you, academics. Um, So I use a lot of academic articles, um, which includes a lot of like, ugh, like heavy... uh, psychological studies, and then the studies that were, you know, refute those studies. And I try really hard to be, you know, to be impartial. And that just means reading a lot of stuff. And they can be articles, but then you can't trust anyone. You can't trust anyone, you guys. You can't trust anyone, <laughs> any media. You can't trust it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of of really boring stuff. And then you just gotta like. Find the interesting things and then and then make it poppy and fun and consumable. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it, really. What about you, Riley? Um,
3: I use Wikipedia as a jumping off point. I think there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, there's know, not. It it uh, it gives uh, good you know references and then and then finding academic materials. But I think the most rewarding parts for me, especially if we're doing an episode that. Um, reflects on events from the far past the most rewarding part is finding very old articles that speak in old-timey language that oh, are yeah. very very alarmist in tone <laughs> um I always feel like that's a score when I can yeah, find totally. one of those. It is quotes. gold. It's
0: the greatest score of all <laughs> is finding something in old timey language that is a terrified voice from like the New and, York Times. Yeah.
3: And I have I have quotes that didn't make it to the episodes that we should do something with. Someday. Just a quote
0: mashup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, yeah. I, I actually have
2: a question for the three of you.
0: Okay. Mm.
2: Sure. Um, And it didn't occur to me till you know, just just now, Riley, um. How do you guys deal with the racism? Like you're reading something and there's a juicy piece that actually contributes to the story, but then they drop the end bomb or they're saying some really mm-hmm. ugly stuff. And you're like, I want to, I want this, but I don't want to be the person that has to, says to say this.
0: Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. it, I edit the quotes that's like what I do. I mean, it's maybe I'm not trying to be dishonest, but I'm not just going to like throw around. I mean, there's a lot of harmful language, but it it tends to be language that isn't. I tend to leave language in that illuminates the current moment, but isn't necessarily something that would be extremely difficult. Um, And everything's extremely difficult. So I guess what I mean is, is these words that are still really, really, really harmful and really um, still pertinent in in everything. But yeah, I, I edit. I edit things out and I keep the integrity of the quote, but I drop. So anytime you hear a quote from the past, it's probably way worse than you even think. Um, so there you go. <laughs> that's that's how I deal with it. And I so mean,
2: mu- <laughs> yeah. Multiply yeah. what you said by about 10. Yeah. And that's what they said back and, in the 30s.
0: And I tend to leave some some worse language in, in like the gay agenda episode just because that's my identity. And I feel like it's more within my more within the Your purview yeah it's more within my purview and it's more uh something that i i know how it i don't always know but i i do tend to know a little bit better how it feels and and how to how to present that information and but i would not it and yeah. i wouldn't claim to be able to do that for any other type of of person or identity mm-hmm. yeah good question rod yeah thanks rod um let's talk about season three great um yeah i i <laughs> Season three is going to cover, um, <clears throat> it's going to be hysteria, sure, but it's going to be more like long-term ingrained beliefs, delusions, and archetypes is what we're saying, um, that uh, we we get wrong or we have used as uh, a mechanism for other behaviors. Uh, like The War on Christmas was an episode that was more about how Christmas is ingrained in us and how, how strange those beliefs are. And for the episode I'm working on right now called burgers, it's about the symbol of the hamburger and sort of what we're willing to give up right now um, with climate change. And also with sort of like the horrors that we are able to ignore. Um, And that has a lot to do with, um, and that's going to be a controversial episode, I'm sure as I've mentioned, but um, I think that um, mm, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, Sorry, guys. So it's,
1: a lo- it's a, yeah, it's a lot of cognitive dissonance. That's
0: what it is. That's what I'm looking for. Thanks, Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're talking about cognitive dissonance and we're talking about how we deal with and this is a buzzword, but how we deal with our privileges um, and how we deal with um, <clears throat> The things that we value and who we think we are, and then the behaviors that don't match up with that, and how defense mechanisms can turn into anger and panic. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so it's a little bit different. It's in the same vein, but we're covering things like suburbia, um, the homeless. Uh, we're doing even hipsters and rednecks and trying to break down these two um, labels that have very interesting histories that that people wouldn't expect um and they're just such the archetypes are are being used right now so heavily um and that's really interesting to us i think yeah um riley you've been researching
3: yes i have (laughs) um yeah i think that this next season is going to be really cool i think that a lot of the stuff we're looking at is um Rooted in the past, but also very ongoing and current, without being too scary to talk about, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited.
0: That's great. We're we're we are going to get a slightly more controversial in this season, but I think in ways that are valuable mm-hmm. um, and,
1: and still rooted largely oh in the my past. God. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a lot of things we're going to explore that might feel uncomfortable for people that it hasn't that the show hasn't felt uncomfortable for yet and i think that's super important. so well let's hear from rod cuz i know you have some some visions for the soundscape.
2: uh no so uh this season i want to get a little more hands on, a little more creative with some of the stuff we're doing. a lot of the music that i choose to that i use is part part made by me and then part uh tracks that we have licensing to use. um this season i really want to jump into more creating my own soundscapes um Mm. i am i'm diving into the world of pro tools more i've been primarily an audition creative suite kind of person so visuals mostly and a lot of audio but this season pro tools and i are are, we're coming together i am (laughs) conquering this fear and um if you're a Pro Tools user out there and you've got some cool tips and tricks or you want to share your series, your scary sound sounds, scary soundscapes <laughs> with me, uh, I really would like to open this out to to other folks to join in. Um, you've heard the show, you know what we're looking for. So you got yeah, something you cool got to music? share. Yeah. You got something cool to share, you got music. Let's talk. Uh I'd be we'll more on you. To,
0: yeah,
1: yeah we'll, we'll send people you know, your way. Do you have yeah. an email address that you want to send out yes. there, Rod?
2: So uh, you can send anything to Rod, that's R-O-D, at clearcommo, C-L-E-A-R-C-O-M-M-O dot com. And, of fun. course, you can always reach out that's to Chelsea. There you, you can also reach out to, tel- to uh, Chelsea over Twitter and all those yeah. other American history handles.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Find us on
0: social media. And we have... Uh, a oh,
1: video. Hold on. I want
0: you to. I want you to answer this too. Huh? I want you to answer. What uh, was the question? The question. You oh. know the question. <laughs> you read it. But you're involved in this next season a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've just been kind of. We're working on the burgers episode right now, which is a uh, one that's real close to my heart because animal advocacy is something I care a lot about. But I also think it's really important to look at every angle because I totally, I can understand all of the tradition that's ingrained in in all of us and um and I it's I've spent years kind of researching all of those sorts of things and um so we've We've had a nice. Yeah, it's
0: been a nice time. It's been really nice time watching <laughs> horrifying videos, um, as usual. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that yeah, I think I'm really excited for season three, and I really hope that everybody likes it. Um, <laughs> I just really hope everybody likes it. Um, okay, Miranda, get back to what you were saying. Oh, I, I was saying you can find us on
1: social media on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we also have a video of our take one. Yeah. So you can see uh, all the things that...
0: It's uh, a different conversation, really. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: disappeared into the ether. Um, At least on an iPhone video. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) uh, On Patreon, if you want to support the show and make sure that we can get through season three
0: with food
1: in our mouths and shoes on our feet.
0: We really need need patrons, and, and each... Uh, each month at the end of the month I put up an extra episode but they are really short I mean they're like 15 minute episodes we just did uh, <clears throat> an episode on the Tylenol murders from the uh, 1980s as well as um, how Ted Kaczynski the Unabomber could be involved in that some conspiracy theories around that that we explore and then we also did the curse of the exorcist <laughs> all around the strange but like I don't know man convincing happenings around the exorcist the exorcist so Rod you shouldn't listen to that because it might be too scary for you Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah Patreon we're we're having fun over there you know we put up a lot of extra stuff you're going to get oh we should announce we're having a live show in Seattle I don't even think Rod knows this no I told you This is is a very professional official announcement. It's a it's pretty new information, but you're also the
2: person that didn't tell me we were going to be doing this in the first place. So I'm just putting that (laughs) out there. I'm The
0: worst person (laughs) ever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are making it work. We are doing a live show. Patrons will get early access to tickets and it's in Seattle at Town Hall and it's going to be different than our first live show. It'll be live streamed as well. So um, that'll be great for people. Um, We hope Rod comes. Uh, It's March 20th. (laughs) But uh, yeah. So anyway, so we got that. We got Patreon. Uh, come and follow us on social media for the book club. Also, the ridiculous stories we put up. We watch a lot of Lifetime movies. Put up a lot of Lifetime movie clips. You're not gonna want to miss. Um, just pretty uh, pretty inane stuff to to <laughs> distract us all from the horrors mm-hmm. of of America. Reality. Um, so yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> what else um, so yeah please uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and hearing from the team so thank you so much Miranda for hosting yeah Um. this was fun yeah always a great host and uh, thank you to Riley Smith
3: happy to be here thank you
0: and all of your hard work and research and uh, your great episode on Janet Jackson that we'll treasure more forever. More to come. Uh, more to come. Riley will be uh, co-writing our mini episodes uh, this coming season too. And then, uh, thank you so much, Rod, for your haunting and hilarious soundscapes that you create for us, and uh, your production, your patience, and everything.
2: Glad, so glad to be here.
0: That's great. Yeah,
1: thank you, Chelsea, for everything you do. We all appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Chelsea. This happen. Yes, thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. By the way, hey Chelsea, that. no, no yep. pressure.
2: But uh, my entire family depends on the success of the show. So. Great, great,
0: great. No pressure at all. No, perfect, perfect. I got to feed your children. I understand. Yeah, feed um, our,
2: feed my family, please. Please don't mess this up.
0: I'm gonna try my darndest <laughs> to feed your babies. Um, I don't think they're babies. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, this has been America to Syria, and thank you so much as always for listening. Bye.
2: Have a great week,
0: and here's some credits for you. American Hysteria is hosted, produced, and some other stuff by me, Chelsea Weber-Smith. Oh, wait. <laughs> From our own damn selves, this was American Hysteria. Uh, the show is... I do a lot of stuff. I'm Chelsea Weber-Smith, and today's episode was hosted by Miranda Zickler. And uh, we've got it produced over here by Clear Camo Studios, Rod Rodriguez. And Riley Smith didn't necessarily help research this episode, but he does all the time. (laughs) And um, thank you for being here, all you guys. And uh, Patreon, social media, leave us reviews. And we love you all and we thank you so, so, so much because American Hysteria would, I mean, literally be nothing without you, but also your kind words just keep, keep us going um, and keep us on track and, you know, and, and knowing what we need to do and what to value and, and, and that's just great. So anyway. Thank you guys so much and in two weeks you'll get the premiere of season two called Burgers. Season three. Season three called Burgers. Ma. <laughs> 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 Cut. Cut. <laughs> hey podcast
3: listener.